today's social media is a massive part of most of our lives. And research even shows that as of January 2020, there were more than 3.8 billion social media users in the world. Wow, that's a lot. And that was just January and we're in December now. So imagine the increase or decrease, but I think it's, it's more of an increase. So although we know that social media can be a good tool, especially when it comes to bringing people together, yeah? You know, reunions and all of that. But it, it can sometimes cause damage to our real lives. Trust me. So if after catching up on, you know, whether or not it's a, a post or tweet or all of that, and you're depressed, then you know it's just not worth it. Because peace of mind, solitude, you know, and just your sanity is important. So I did a little reading, and here are a few ways that you could protect your mental health while using social media. So turn off your notifications, you know? That way you can control when you decide to check your phone for notifications or when you decide to look, or even when you even decide to go on social media. Yeah, turn it off sometimes. You don't have to do it all the time, but just, you know, balance it. Also limit when, you, when and where you use social media. So you're having dinner or just a conversation with your partner, your friend, or even family members. Yeah, man, you can come off of social media. Yeah, sometimes you find something that is funny and you will share. But you don't have to be on social media for the entire time you guys are having, you know, spending time together. Sometimes before going to bed, you can just come off of social media. Because, you know, sometimes it keeps us up longer than we intend to just because we're scrolling and all of that. And ignore the likes and the comments. For those who actually like your, your posts and comments, appreciate them. You know, show them love and move on. <laughs> Don't worry about those who are not liking it. And trust me, sometimes those who are, who are not liking it are the first to see your stuff. <laughs> they make it their point of duty to see everything you post, but they won't like and they won't comment. That's fine. Appreciate those who liked it and commented, right? And also, have a detox period. Yeah, man, take a break. Take some time. You know, you don't, you don't have to always be logged in. You can, you know, take some time off. So those are some of the things that I found, yeah? So joining me today is author Sashin Leng. She's also a published poet and a digital marketer. Yes, yeah, some of her books include The Curly Hair Club, Thrones Not Cells, and Tears Are My Ink, and many others. I met Sashin in 2009 in sixth form at Murgrove High School, and she's very quiet and a genuine soul, I would say. She'll be sharing a little with us on social media exposure, or even how she protects her mental health while using social media. Dear humans, welcome to Tosh Base with Chantal McIntosh. I am eternally happy that you are here. So I want to thank you for joining me today. This is your podcast that provides a sense of community and relatability through a collective of life experiences, a non-judgmental space that fosters sound reasonings and wise expressions through different lenses. At the end of this podcast, my aim is for you to feel empowered, inspired, to love and share your story. Let's begin. Two sides to a coin in lockdown, Sashin Leng. 
we're locked in. We're alone with our thoughts. Some rise, some break, some feel nothing. Some rediscover the meaning of life. Some settle into just existing. The outgoing struggle with loneliness. The loner becomes overly dependent on solitude. We relive the same days. We mask our depression. We are available in our meetings. We complete our daily tasks. We are empty. We have nothing to give to self. Okay, welcome to my podcast, Ashin. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for accepting. We can just start with you introducing yourself, you know, and tell me one thing about, tell me one thing interesting about you so that the listeners can understand who you are. I don't try to be like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what has me reach where I am today. Mm-hmm. The appreciation that people have for someone standing their own truth, mm-hmm. being influenced. Only say influence because they all are influencing something, but losing themselves in the midst of everything that is taking place. I'd say that's what's interesting about me. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to be myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a digital marketer, specifically focused on social media. So what I do is I manage the social media accounts for several brands, mm-hmm. um, which includes me creating content, coming up with graphical concepts, um, customer service, all that I do for different brands. Okay. And on the side, I'm going to understand. The bigger thing mm-hmm. is that I'm an author and a poet. Okay, lovely. I've read some of your poems and uh, with the children's books that you write, I just love the fact that you stress on representation because sometimes if they don't see people that look like them, they would probably not have anybody to look up to. So I think that's a good job, you know. I really love it. So based on that, tell me what inspires you. In terms of writing? Right. Um, well, it's kind of like what you just said. Mm-hmm. What inspires me is the lack of representation. Right. Things are improving now, for mm-hmm. sure. It's much mm-hmm. better than when I was younger. But that's what initially um, inspired me to write books like that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see myself in the books that I was reading, and I loved reading. Mm-hmm. That made me feel as if, you know, kind of less than. Um, my stories aren't important. Am I not good enough to be included in books? You know, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of pushed me um, for the get-go. Now, what really inspires me is how I've seen the impact that my books have had on people and my friends as well. Perhaps inspires me on a deal because like everyone else, you'll have times where you don't really feel like doing anything or you just want to give up. Mm-hmm. But this Hearing uh, a review from someone who a poem touched them or a book has impacted them is what really inspires me to keep going. Okay, that's good. So, like mixing, because you said earlier that you 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 are you also manage a lot of social media websites. So, and you do poetry, and you also publish your poems on social media. So let's, you know, connect those, those by you 
telling me or telling the listeners how you manage all of that? <laughs> well, as the being organized is very important. Mm-hmm. Because like you listed, I have quite a lot on my feet. Mm-hmm. I think the most important part for me it would help others as well before we start in the my day literally makes up with So for me, I try to do a little meditation, mm-hmm. a little exercise and stuff like that. And uh, mm-hmm. relax your mind to take on everything that I have to do. Because if you just go straight into it, mm-hmm. it will bombard you and just feel over and so easily. So it's more up to ensure that you, you take care of your mental health first mm-hmm. before you dive into everything else. That's gonna hold every single day, and everything just flows. Right. No, you spoke about mental health, and we know that there are some, you know, good and as well as bad to social media. Explain to me what you think are some of the risk factors, you know, that are there for social media, and even those that you would have experienced working on social media and having to balance your own mental health. Well, social media can be very, very detrimental to especially if you're someone who doesn't know to differentiate between real life and virtual life. Because a lot of us tend to take everything that we see on social media, and people can create certain lifestyles that most of the times aren't really true. But if you look one, believe that this to achieve this by a certain age and mm-hmm. all of that which is something that can really overwhelm you especially if you're going through some hard times where things aren't really coming together as you want them to mm-hmm. so, young people where you feel like somebody who has accomplished so much more than you and you continually see them posting this or going here and there yeah it can really really help a really bad impact on your mental health, right. which, is, uh, which is why I kind of stress the need to, to get away from it at times mm-hmm. uh, to protect your mental health. And of course, on the flip side, you have to as well, where it can motivate you sure. to doing certain stuff. It can be a motivation factor for you. But the thing is, not everybody will get that part. So it, uh, it depends on how you look on, on it. If you're already in a bad state mentally, mm-hmm. it's not the best thing to, to, to be in that space for a long period of time. Okay. Uh, personally, though, what have been some of the things that you had to, apart from, you say you had to, to get off sometimes, right? In order to save your, your mental health. Uh, what were some of the, the things that you were experiencing before you figure that the way to go is to probably just log off sometimes? Um, believe it or not, when mm-hmm. I just published my first children's book, The Curly Hair mm-hmm. I received some racist messages and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, <laughs> from people saying that my books are racist because I only promote colored children. Up to this day, I can't really believe that that, that is a thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I received a lot of, I wouldn't even say a lot, but a good amount of mm-hmm. where that is concerned. And, you know, you're just coming into the space, you're doing this for the first time, kind of took a toll on me a little bit. Right. 
you know, naturally you have to go, you have to go back and do that and remember that there is so much more positive feedback coming towards you than that kind of keeps me down there. But as a woman as well, mm-hmm. you see other women in social media more. It's the perfect type of look. And you know, all of that, where mm-hmm. you know, everybody kind of look a certain way. I mean, you might not match up and you wonder, wonder if you're lacking something. Right. That you can take a toll as well. There's literally everything. You can find something in social media in any way for you to feel as if you're lacking. You might see somebody in a job where mm-hmm. you get a job there and you're more qualified. Or, you know, there's going to always be something. So for me, it was more this the racist comments or the trolling, as they would call it, um, in terms of physical appearance mm-hmm. um, and accomplishments as well. Because you, you always feel as if you're, you're not moving as fast as it is. And I, I, I've had moments like this where you know, we're getting older. Right. And so we would have wanted to accomplish. We don't reach there yet. I would feel like that all of that has come together. I mean, I feel as if, listen, I have to, to get away for a while and to just regroup, clear my mind, and then come back again. Right. It's fascinating, though. Like, I never imagined that the comments that you, you would have gotten comments like that because, well, then again, the world is really weird. That's the world is. Expect the, anything. Right, because we are underrepresented and, mm-hmm. and they don't have a problem with that. But then we try to represent and it's That's also a problem. They want us to do that. They don't want us to do that. Well, because we know that a lot of teens, a lot of studies uh, show that teens, you know, they pretty much live on the internet. They, they consume most, they, they use most of their time being on the internet, you know, talking to friends or even strangers and all of that. What would be some of your advice, you know, going through this and being a digital marketer? What would be some of your advice to them who probably are, you know, comparing themselves, probably depressed because of what they see, having anxiety issues, um, issues because of what they see on social media. What would yeah. be some of your advice to them? Well, it's really hard, honestly, to grow up in a time like this. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't grudge anybody who's grown up in a time like this. <laughs> I would look back and be like, I'm so glad that I grew up in a time that I did because at least then we would go out and we would just run up and down and do what you know, those type of stuff mm-hmm. that we maybe didn't for granted. But I would not, um, I would say first and foremost, you really have to, to find who you are right. outside of the social media space. Don't let anybody tell you who you are. And I think that's a lot of time that's where teenagers kind of fall off, mm-hmm. where they log in and they kind of, you know, like, I don't know if you Maybe you know Sims. Sims where you create your, your different characters, they make them look a certain way, mm-hmm. and you have oh, yeah. control over them type of thing. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at the social media space. Whereas so in teenagers logging, mm-hmm. and tell them how they must dress, how they must talk, how they must act, everything. It's like you log in and then create your persona, and you log out and you go to the world and you are that person. So I would, I would encourage them to just Logo is not even here because everybody logging already. So logo, <laughs> spend some time with you just by yourself. Think mm-hmm. and write down some of the qualities that you love about yourself, right. and spend some time in appreciating who that person is. Because if you don't do that, 
and you just continue to go into that space, they will literally eat you alive. So I would say you can do what I do. Right. It's not where you take some time away from it. Mm-hmm. But even if it's say that you're online eight hours a day, cut that down. Start on small, cut that down to six hours a day. Mm-hmm. To four, you understand to four hours a day. Take some time away from it. And you, you, you'll be able to more appreciate who you are. So when the people come at you with everything else, you have some foundation to stand on. That's good. But even grappling with social media and mental health and, you know, how much they consume or how much, how much time they spend on social media, what, because, you know, most times they care about the likes the, the um, how many persons are following, you know, and then again, of course, with social media, it also opens the door for cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever experienced any of that? Have you ever been affected by likes? You know, because you post your points. I know you talk about the 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 criticisms that you get about the race and all of that. But along that line, have you ever you know experienced any of that? Maybe when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like by my teenage years, maybe I used to be more affected by that. But mm-hmm. for me, you know, it's more um, just getting my stuff out there. So I'm not really as impacted by the likes and the stuff like that. Right. Once people, I put it there and I, I know that the words will touch someone, so I just wanted to meet those persons who should hear those words or see those words. I don't really look at the likes and the follow and all of that too, like maybe when I was younger. Right. But everybody else are doing much people, you know, that type of thing. But no, I guess maybe I get too old. I don't know. But I don't, I don't really look at it. Only time I look at those stuff is naturally from the brands that I manage when those things are important. But no, not for me personally. My personal I, don't, I don't really look at it that way. I more look at the impact that the, the work is happening. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Tell me the story or is a bit more about the book that you wrote. Um my mind is mostly relationship based poems. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that people find those very relatable because everybody's going through something. Right. Like, do something. So the the collection is mostly about stuff like that. Especially from a, a black woman's perspective, because in mm-hmm. everything I try to show some form of representation. So right. even the cover of the book is a lady that Afro here. So right there and then you know, so yeah, we're getting to something have to do with black, black love and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's all centered around that where you know traditionally we say that black men don't love, black men don't care for a woman type of thing. So I ensure that I even have points about that where you know these black women and stuff like that. So I make sure to include the ups and the downs of black love. Yeah. Okay. So you say you write them to represent, but would you say any of them would have been inspired from your life, you know, friends' <laughs> life, or you know, just general? If I got a dollar for every time I got that question. <laughs> No, because Sashin, sometimes I read the poems that you post on, on um, Instagram and I'm like, Jesus, we should get them words here or like, mm-mm, you know, 
that kind of thing. I try to put myself in the position. Sometimes they are relatable, as you say, and then sometimes I'm like, mm, what would I have done if I had experienced this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, to be honest, some of them are based mm-hmm. on life. Others are simply observations. Right. I observe people that I will just, maybe I'm on the road and somebody will complain about something and immediately something just comes to me. And on the other end as well, sometimes literally, it's just words just come to me. Like I find the explaining, I just sit down and things just come literally no experience of mine. Mm-hmm. or anything it just kind of comes so I'd say honestly the least amount of them are from gotcha <laughs> so how could people connect with you or find these books or just your work in general well um, all our books are probably mm-hmm. about Amazon and mm-hmm. if you're you want a copy you can always just message me um, on social media, underscore points for Instagram, mm-hmm. and I'll be able to deliver to you wherever you are. My children's books are available in Jamaica at UA Mona Bookshop. Mm-hmm. So you can copy there. Everything else is available at Amazon for sure. All of the books are on Amazon? All of them are on Amazon. Okay. All right, Sashin, thank you so much for talking to me today. Uh, we like to end things on Touch Base by you know, saying one of the, affirming something for yourselves. So I want you to just tell me what would be your I am, you know, for this week. What are you affirming? I am happy. Mm-hmm. Who I am. You're happy to be who you are, you said? Yes. I'm happy to be who I am. Mm-hmm. So everybody kind of seems to striving to be something else or live up to some some other type of persona and happy mm-hmm. who I am and be true and proud of who I am. That sounds good. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate the words that you had to share as it relates to social media and how you deal with it and how you think others could also deal with it. Thank you again, Sashin. All right, so if you made it this far, then you are one of my favorite humans. I'd also like to think that you enjoyed this episode. So do me a favor now and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you can be one of the first to be notified when a new episode is available. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend and grow with us. I hope something resonates with you from this episode so you can use it to your advantage and keep going. Blessings, always.